funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee. Which of us, having grown up in the grand old times of the 1960s and 70s, can fail to be moved by the theme to home farm? Like Magdalen laundries, industrial schools, rickets, polio, tuberculosis, and the charmingly secretive children of bishops. It reminds us of a simpler time. Ah, the Magdalen women, those hard-working fallen angels. Who else could get your whites so white? For many watching, the characters felt like family. This was especially true for me, as both my mother and father worked for the show. And my uncle, and my grandfather, and my nephew and my children, and their children, and their children's children, on in an unbroken line to the heat death of the sun. That's what Ireland is all about, family. Inescapable cheek-to-jowl family, stacked like cattle in trucks bound for the slaughterhouse, desperate eyes scanning the slits in the van for any escape, only the jolly song of Farmer O'Hara ringing like a death bell all the way to the abattoir. In those grand old times, it was considered controversial when an American, and a Protestant to boot, landed a job running ART's popular daily drama, Home Farm. It was an even bigger shock when Home Farm became the most popular television programme in our nation's history. Our story begins in the long hangover after the summer of love, the winter of 1968. It'll never be legal. Not in my lifetime. It's a woman's body, Alan. It's her choice what she does to it. I'm on your side, Maureen, but I just don't think Ireland's ready for that. So you're saying I have to take the boat to England? Is that it? You can always do it at home. Your family could get the stuff and bring it to you. Are you mad? My father would never forgive me. What unseemly act are ye pair of long-haired, erin-gansied heretics discussing? Father Terry, perhaps you could weigh in on this delicate issue. What's the church's position? Against? Wait, uh, what was the question? Should we allow women? Never! But you don't even know... Doesn't matter. Did Holy Mary do us? If not, don't be at us. That settles it so. Women will never be allowed drinking pubs. But I only want to nurse a seven-up. Isn't it a seven-up you should be nursing? Suckling the young promise of Ireland instead of spread-eagled in a house of sin like a skier, travelling down hill to hell, slubbing sweet temptation, your hip... So, how about that new producer, the Yankee? Oh, sure isn't he American? Naturally, he'll be a power of a man. A mighty intellect and no-nonsense force to be reckoned with who can change the world as easily as he changes his crevasse. Hmm, maybe. Are you mad, woman? You should be thrilled to make the acquaintance of a genuine Hollywood producer. He may be looking for a wife after all, you know. Oh, of course, Father Terry. Imagine a man like that swooping in to save us post-headed muck savages from our state of degradation. An eagle soaring above us mere turkeys crapping on the ground. Language, Alan. Five Hail Marys. I hear tell their president drives in a silver cart without even a horse on the front. I wonder if he shifted Marilyn Monroe. I wonder if he shifted Errol Flynn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, giggle away, ye pair of Egypts. You two may be young enough to be jaded. I myself retain the romance and enthusiasm of an older generation. Nostalgia's not what it used to be. Isn't that right, Maureen? I hear they make the modern nostalgia in a factory in Japan. Silence on session, nav pastry cutters. Here, give us a drag. Go away, will you? I have to put it out. Stop it. Give me that back. I'll give it to you, all right. You couldn't give it to a crack in the footpath. Ye pair act as if you've never seen the inside of a cathedral. 
the glory and the mystery. Here we stand inside the very tabernacle of A.R.T. Amen, Father. Alan! Alan arreared into the sass. Where's that titimus lollipopper? There you go, pet. Wish me luck. Break a leg, Alan. Break both of them. Wouldn't you love that? You'd have to write all my scenes in the bedroom. Finally, our star appears, stinking like the stigmata of Michael Collins. <sighs> Sorry, Fierker. Didn't shower after the handball this morning. Where were we? Hands and balls, is this? I know your game, chicken. Where were we? Let me think. Oh, oh yes. We were going live to air, Alan, as you bloody well know, in less than ten seconds. First places, please, everyone. And action in five, four, three, two. I knew that was you, Miley O'Cummin, the choir boy of Ballybunion. I followed you from the pub, and just as I suspected you're up to no good, Kirano O'Dowd. Robin the Widow, Kerry Sugar, is it? But Jeff... I'll take what I want, because I'm a bad boy. I can't bear to watch. Uh, it's not that bad. It's uh, theatrical. It's like a panto for the touched. Maureen, darling, be realistic. Now is not the time for social realism. The news department's threatening strike action over that Vietnam nonsense. The cabinet are spiriting firearms up north. Half the country's emigrating. If not now, then when? We were just starting to get our teeth into the issues... Here we are back with chewed over plots about bunny baby competitions and petty thievery. Woman sinner again, Maureen. How did you know, Father? Priest's intuition. That's unsettling. I've learned your cycle by heart. You're a notorious thief, Kiran. Stealing condiments all over the country. And you're like the crumbs of my butter, Miley. But I'll lick you off just the same. That's not in the script. I'll punch you in the face, you straw-munching cow-lipped culchy. Kiran O'Dowd. Ya brittle creamed bin liquor. I may not be a young fella, but I can still give a rascal a clout. Say, look at that stage blood gushing everywhere. How'd you get it to look so real? Yes, uh, stage blood. Alan's not exactly fond of his dad. Really, Maureen? I thought that was, uh, Kieran, and the older guy is, uh, let me see, Miley, isn't it? Sounds like somebody's done his homework. Alan and Brendan, antagonists on screen and off. Ah, yes, rivals at war in life is on stage. Like me and Jimmy Dean before he had that unfortunate accident. Guess they don't make Porsche brake cables to stand up to a pair of military-grade wire clippers. God bless us and save us. It was an awful tragedy what happened to that Porsche. Kieran's played by Alan Reardon. His dad, Brendan, plays Miley O'Cummon, Kieran's arch-rival. Father and son locked in conflict. Just like King Oedipus and, uh, Oedipus Jr. You think that's bad? Wait till you meet the daughter. Brendan's daughter? Miley's daughter. She's played by Brendan's wife. So you're the new boss, boss. Think of me as just another cog in the machine, another slave in the mines, an insect rolling a cheese wheel of dung over the cracked expanse of the Biafran Serengeti, an appendix in the corporate underbelly. But appendix is... Serve no purpose. I suppose they're like TV priests in that regard, Father. Maureen. Maureen Masterson. Humble wordsmith. And this is... Father Terence, Lawrence, Ignatius, Loyola, Calvin, Hobbes, Luther, Malcolm X, or Manny O.P. But you can call me any time. <laughs> no. Oh. Well, right, so that's allowed too. Four Hail Marys. Father Terry's our show's chaplain, Claude. That makes me senior member of staff here on the show. Though you'd never know to listen to this cheeky pup. <laughs> Is there all that much call for transubstantiation on set? You'd be surprised how often the mystery of the host is needed in an emergency. Satan often arrives in disguise. Like what? A crumpled velveteen suit and thigh-high brothel creepers? A Venetian mask and assless chaps, is it, Father? How about a hula skirt and translucent kidskin gloves? Oh, laugh it up. The devil has his stinky finger in every pie here at ART. I'll try not to eat from the canteen. 
There's that famously irreverent young sense of humour. Don't come to me when you've a belly full of Beelzebub's botulism. So tell us, who are you related to, Claude? Uh, I don't follow. Is your wife Irish? <laughs> My last wife was a Jew. Your last wife? So have you a cousin, then, on the board of directors? A Jew? Gesundheit. My family's Italian. Do they run the chipper in the canteen? Uh, I don't follow. No relatives at the station at all? No. I'm not related to anyone here. Bloody hell. You'll have to excuse Maureen. She's very modern. Oh, I love a liberated woman. I've liberated several myself. Oh, how bohemian. Not to cut this flirt fest of filth short, but the boss would like a word. Put your eyes back in your mouth, Maureen. Keep it in your cassock, Father. A hundred Hail Marys. Lead the way, Father. Well, now, what's the verdict on your replacement? Exactly what I expected, to be honest. A kick. Sherbert, is it? Do come in. It's uh, pronounced Chabert. Welcome to the factory. Carvel Kidler, controller of television. Can I offer you a Holgein heartbreaker? Oh, say. Are these Cuban? You're familiar with the products of communism, I see. <laughs> like a Cossack driving a Trabant. So, uh, Carvel, what's the deal with dragging me off the set on my first day? I don't appreciate your tone, Chamois. This is a very important meeting. <laughs> yeah, well, I take it you're a big fan of the show, but autographs could have waited. I'll have you know, Shambolic, I am a knight of St. Columbanus. I don't waste time watching television. <laughs> of course not. I have a girl who watches it for me. <laughs> no doubt chosen for a boob tube. Enough of your attempts at wit. We are engaged in a struggle, Cabron. Let me guess. She won't let you watch the football. I struggle for the hearts and minds of the Irish people. On one side, the Christian forces of light, and the other, the Red Menace, clothed only in shadow. Hmm. Poor old Red Menace has probably turned blue if that's their only outfit. Listen, Carvel, I'll excuse I your impertinence this once, Sherborg. I'm accustomed to being referred to as Comptroller Kidler. Listen, Kid Fiddler. I mean, Kidler. I'm a song and dance man, not some flag-waving defender of rights and freedoms, unless they're the right to twist and the freedom to boogie. Your job here is not to entertain Camembert. Well, that explains the ratings. If we'd wanted an entertainer, we'd have hired Engelbert Humperdinck. We want a company man, Giblet. <laughs> That's not even a pun. You're descending into scat jazz. I want a toady. You want a glass of water. In the wrong hands, television could be like an atomic bomb fired into the soft Catholic faces of every thatched cottage in Ireland. Imagine every bower and hedge school melted to slag from the atomic blast of pink radiation. I literally cannot imagine that. I don't believe it's technically possible. I don't think that is happening or could, in fact, ever happen. Bad enough the Sassanuk has all the best wavelengths, burning an indelible image of an oppressor queen into what a mind's like an evil tattoo. You know, I've watched the Queen's speech, counted my tattoos afterwards. The only tats I have are the 53 confirmed kills I scored in Korea. I can still remember that last man's eyes as they popped under my thumbs. That's exactly the kind of patriotism we need here. Welcome to another war. Just as bloody. I don't think it's as bloody. You haven't seen a B-52 with 10,000 pounds of thrust, stuffed with boys just left their mother's arms, black and white snap of Sally Lovestruck's safety pin to their underroofs. That morning's breakfast dribbling down the back of their trousers, slapped out of the sky in a hail of flames and broken dreams. Jesus Christ. Not even Christ could help those poor boys. God damn it, I've done my fighting. There's one final battle for you, Gulliver. Between the hooved, hairy arsed men of England, the vodka-blooded, sickle-fisted, hammer-faced dogs of Moscow, and the doe-eyed high kings of Ireland. Now look here, Kidler. I don't care if you're the last thing standing between Khrushchev and Castro riding a horse-drawn carriage down Grafton Street. I am no one's toady. Spare me the outraged artist routine cabinet. They're not exactly drowned in an alternatives. Let me see. Claude Chabert, 48 years old. 20. Divorced. Bachelor. Former Madison Avenue advertising hack. Hack! I want an Addy for my special on the health benefits of thalidomide. Da, 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 da. Ah. Oh, oh dear. Oh dear. It seems one liquid lunch too many and you were out in your ass while your second wife... 
pardon me, your second ex-wife pocketed your life savings in a messy divorce. Mimi and I are on excellent terms. I introduced her parents. Eighteen years later, they returned the favor. We found you at the bottom of a bottle in a flop house in Trimna. Thought I was back in the killing fields of Pusan. Wait, if that was Trimna, where did I get this tooth necklace? Chamois leather. The American networks wouldn't take you back now if you won the Nobel Prize for television. One word from me and you'll be back conning pints out of grannies in Manto. I had a great scam, too. I'd tell him I was Eamon de Valera's widow. You will tow the line. You will shine my shoes. And should the mood take me, you will poke my horn. Is that legal here? Hand me that phone. I gotta call Truman in New York. He'll come faster than a Kennedy on a second cousin. Listen, Chabadabadoo. Home Farm needs to become the embodiment of the values of Ireland. A young, vibrant, live, quivering, soft-hipped, round-buttocked, garsoon born. Soft hair twinkling in the morning light, streaming through the open door of the hay barn. Your work done, you leave them be. A fallen youth, but a beautiful one. Are we talking propaganda or pornography? We prefer the term advertorial. If we'd wanted propaganda... I know, I know, you'd have hired Joseph Goebbels. We offered to pay for the ticket from Argentina, but he turned us down. A man of principle. You know, Comptroller Kidler, it's not all up to me. I'm not the only one involved in the show. You don't have to tell me that, Champagne. I've seen these creative types slinking about the corridors. I can just imagine the scene in the production room. A hep priest using the crucifix on his rosary beads as a plectrum. Tweedy intellectuals who've read Prost, but have never stood to take in the hay as their mother lay dead in the field. Twenty-year-old Omi Pallone flashing their ogles at each other like dizzy dishes. I'm familiar with that world, of course. I attended UCD. I can't just dictate what gets put on the screen. You will gently guide the show in the direction of government policy. Read this list, memorize it, then eat it in front of me. Let me see. Sally Shannon, Maureen Masterson, Fikro O'Halloran. Say, this is a list of staff on the show. That, my boy, is a list of card-carrying commies. Commies have cards? They do. That they carry around? Beneath the heels of their shoes. Shoes made by women receiving a fair working wage. Why on earth would they do that? So that they can recognize one another, Schubert, when the revolution comes. Quit yapping and get gulping. Mm. Couldn't have a splash of that gin to wash this down by any chance. Gin? This is a water for crystal decanter of holy water. You can't have any of it. Uh, going in dry, I guess. Won't be the first time. So, you'd like me to uh, fire them? I want you to keep an eye on them and report back to me their subversive activities. And then? Why, then I'll fire them, especially that Masterson creature. There's a wench if ever I saw one. Mad, bad, and dangerous to know. Thy will be done. How was your first meeting with the man upstairs? Confusing. In the most enlightening way. He suggested you're the man to talk to about what won't fly on television. Penguins. <laughs> well, I'll certainly lend some friendly advice. Excellent. Back in the U.S. of A., we had a whole bunch of things we couldn't talk about on television. Dirty words like pregnant, lethal substances like marijuana, things that should never be seen like interracial marriage or a toilet being flushed. A collection of deeds so foul, thoughts so debased, and images so grotesque that merely to portray them on television would be to pollute the innocent minds of the Irish more thoroughly than if the Antichrist himself had slid in front of the camera and flushed his forked underbelly into the screaming eyes of Ireland. Uh, sure. Let's go with that completely sane and not at all disturbing metaphor. Absolutely not. No censorship? This is Ireland, not Germany during the reign of the Fuhrer. Lord rest his soul. You mean we can get as saucy and as modern as we need to? <laughs> I'll set up a brassiere fitting for the actresses immediately. We're the stage broadcaster, Mr. Shabir, not the government censor. We're not in the business of telling the Irish people what they can and cannot do. You may produce anything you please, so long as it's within the grounds of ordinary common decency. Well, how the H-E double hockey sticks am I supposed to know what that is? Good point. You are an American. 
Well, I suppose I could give you a few examples. Just so long as we're clear that this isn't official church doctrine. Just uh, friendly advice. Sure, like letting a pal know as Lyndon B. Johnson has popped out of the Oval Office. Let me think now. What wouldn't fly on television? Well, just off the top of my head. Like a scalp in Sioux country. This wouldn't be a comprehensive list by any means. Speak freely, Padre. Like a man screaming for his scalp back in Sioux country. These aren't hard and fast rules, but I, I suppose it would be frowned upon to mention, say, uh, popular music. You mean rock and roll? If by that you mean jungle drums, then yes. None of your Negro spirituals, thank you very much. Uh, what else? Uh, mini skirts, the prophylactic pill, emigration, immigration. Wait, 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 wait. Let me write all this down. Uh, the current Fianna Fáil government, the last Fianna Fáil government, the next Fianna Fáil government, the 16 stolen counties, flare bottoms, bell bottoms, rump references of any kind whatsoever, teddy boys, uh, teddy girls, teddy bears, the British royal family, the Shah of Iran, divorce, the Raj, backless dresses, Oliver Cromwell, Oliver Reed, Oliver Twist, unemployment, full employment, and of course, communism. That's quite the list. The furthest thing from complete, I'm afraid. The world is wide and full of sin. I'll get back to you with something more detailed. I look forward to trying to lift it. Now, if everyone's ready to kick off, there's coffee and snacks on the table. Is there any tea at all, Mr. Shabir? There's all the tea in the world on the unemployment line. Tea's a drink for slackers. In this writer's room, we drink coffee, Miss... Uh... O'Mahony. Laura O'Mahony. I'll have a sup of water, so... These buns have holes in them, Claude. Those are doughnuts, Maureen. Specially flown in from New York by Air Force One. These doughnuts have holes in them, Claude. Oh, sweet Maureen. I have so much to teach thee. Right, if everyone's had their Joe... Who's Joe? Uh, who'd like to bring me up to speed on plans for the show? Hit me, Laura! Okay, but I'm not very strong. I've never thumped a man before. I've been hit, of course, but... Uh, just tell me what you got planned for the show, goddammit. Well, there are two families, the O'Cummins and the O'Dodes. Yeah, and they're long-standing rivals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know all that. What fresh plot lines have been brewing beneath that uh, endearing ginger beehive? Well, there's a new story about Maeve O'Dode and her prize-winning turnip. Stop! Before I die of excitement. Anything more substantive? We've actually been toying with an idea that would shake Home Farm to its core. Great! What is this dramaturgical Vesuvius? Exploded in my ears, Laura. It's about a load of butter going bad and spoiling the village fair. A load of mouldy butter? Where's your ambition? I mean, sure, there's a lot of stuff you can't do on TV here. A whole lot of stuff. Almost literally anything, in fact. But we can still make exciting television? Let me show you how it's done. Let's say Kieran O'Dowd seduces the milkman's wife. Lake Slip Cream is one of our most important advertisers, Claude. To hell with those thin-skinned calf cuddlers. What about the wall between billing and creative? It's only plaster. Felix and Sales can overhear everything we're saying. Isn't that right, Felix? I'm not listening on purpose. Although I admit I am lonely. My wives keep dying or leaving. Always one or the other. Mostly dying. Fine, fine. Okay, picture this. Uh, Miley's daughter, what's her name? Maroid. Maroid. Owes money to a shark. Is it a Baskin shark? One of them lent me Uncle Seamus a nip when he tried to cuddle her. Thought it was a sea puppy. She's been gambling secretly, and the only way she can pay the debt is for her father to have an accident so she can collect on his insurance. We can't touch women inheriting. It's still a political hot potato. <laughs> Damn you, spud brain mix! Work with me here, Maureen. Suppose Kieran O'Dowd's uncle is a wicked lawyer, and together they plot to... The Bishop of Mead's brother is a solicitor. <sighs> What's that got to do with the price of tea in China? These are only examples. What I want from you are exciting plots, romantic liaisons, loin tremblers. I want white slavery, women in the workplace, the acid test. I've had enough of this. Where do you think you're going? We weren't born yesterday, Claude. We all saw the stones in the Adelphi. 
We marched for women's lib. We've all read Lady Chatterley. I haven't read Lady Chatterley. It's not near as dirty as you'd hope. Some of us have been working to make the show relevant for years. Then you come along with your big handsome gob like a leg of lamb and start throwing your weight around. Well, guess where you can stick your loin tremblers? Handsome, eh? (laughs) I'll take it. Sorry about Maureen, Claude. She used to have your job, Claude. Claude, can I say your name again? Claude, it's lovely in my mouth. Mmm, Claude. <clears throat> Stop that. Sorry, Claude. 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 She couldn't hack it, eh? Couldn't stand the pressure. Had to get out of the oven. Like a baby whose quaaluded mama has just put a cold casserole in the cot. She was sacked. I can see why. Claude, when Maureen was in charge, we had stories about Indian hemp smugglers, social housing... Now that's what I'm talking about. We even had one episode where Maroid took the shame train to Belfast for the contraceptive pill. My loin is not exactly trembling, but it's a start. Archbishop Solomon personally wrote to the DG. He said it was better a woman pass into the Lord's mercy than let Lucifer's lozenge cross her lips. I just found a copy stuck to the underside of my desk. I have it here. I can read out the dirty bits if you like. Well, that's great, Felix. You can give it to us over lunch. It'll help me stick to my diet. Come in, Father. Won't you help me drown what's left of my pride? I didn't realize you were still here, Mr. Chabert. Might I ask what you're doing, sitting alone, clothed only in darkness? Experimenting with communism. And waiting for you, of course. You were just about to try some of this 40-proof vodka. (laughs) You found some fire water, I see. Kidler was kind enough to send over a case. Wasn't that dear of him? He's paying me off, one liver at a time. A kindness, like weighing down a sack of strays with a big rock before you cast it into the sea. Won't you join me in my cups, father? If you'll keep it under your house. (laughs) Literally, put it away. Can't understand why you're naked. Oh, Mahoney, you old dog. What made you want to work in television anyway? I suppose it seemed glamorous. <laughs> that and the desire to live as God's hand on earth. Glamorous? Yeah, I expected that too. And yet, here we are. Disposable hacks. About as useful as tits on a papal bowl. It's better than a job in the missions, Mr. Chabert. Getting typhoid, giving away your much-loved child bride to placate a native chief, having to cut down the coolies like crops as they rise, the debts of thousands on your conscience, madness in your fever yellowed eyes! Uh, I had no idea that you'd spread the love of Christ abroad. Oh, no, 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 no. I've never left Leinster. I'm just back from watching the king and I. Truth is, father, this place is no different than Manhattan. Come to Ireland, they said. Kiss the Blarney Stone, they said. Spend an evening with Molly Malone, sucking barnacles. I'd rent a cottage and write the great un-American novel. No more selling out. No more censors whittling away every scandalous word out of my ads. The Erin Islands didn't suit you, no? (sighs) Have you any idea how whack that place is, Father? It's depressing. And the locals? Oh, they're all smiles when you roll up with your big wad. But once you run dry... They'll skin you for a cur and feed your organs to a sulky for a lick of her tail. What about your novel? (laughs) Don't make me laugh. I spent months researching Irish heritage. I read everything. Celtic lies and sinful stories. Myths of an island unsaved by Christ. A thousand and one skibbering nights. And you know what I got for my troubles? Drunk, Mr. Chabert. I got a case of the clap from a night with Peg Sayers. That woman swore she loved me. Broke my goddamn heart. Cheers. To... To toadies everywhere! You know, I used to love old myths and legends growing up. (laughs) They sure are more exciting than the plot of Home Farm. What a pity we're not making a show set in prehistoric Ireland. It'd be a new adventure every week. (laughs) Kiss me, Father Terry. You're a genius! Remember that list you read me? Oh, you mean the things that have no place on television? 
I'm sorry, it was a bit perfunctory. I've been working on something much less incomplete. I'm having it bound and illuminated on Skellig Michael by Brother Ambrose. He faked the Book of Kells, you know. Hmm. What about ghosts? I told you, no spook music. No, I mean, woogie boogie woo. No scat either. I mean, the uncanny. Vatican II didn't have a lot to say on the topic of the occult. Aliens? I'd imagine they're covered by immigration. Flying saucers. Domestic violence is a subject utterly inappropriate for television. <laughs> well, Father Terry. You've been most helpful. Oh, dear. Out of my way, lackeys! Coming true! I'm an air in five and I've seen more lines at a cabbage lollipop shop. I know you writers like to keep things edgy, but Big Man needs his medicine. Brendan, I'd love to soothe you like a scalded baby with a gallon of cowpaw and a dab of chloroform, but I haven't even seen today's scripts myself. Big Man needs pages. I can't just make it up like Dev the American father. Wish I could help. You know, you're like the 40-stone, 58-year-old, beef-cheeked, sod-nickered baby I never had. But only Claude has seen the scripts. Speak of an ass and it's sure to pass. Worry no longer, my feeble-minded Fenians. Your star-spangled savior is here. Shaber, you madman. You can't expect Big Man to improvise in front of 60,000 viewers. Have you tried improvising in black and white? It's twice as hard. The twinkle in your eye looks like interference. Relax, Patty Arbuckle. It's Big Man. It's all on the cards. Cue cards, that is. See? Cue cards will be as stiff as Michael Collins after Bale and a blah. Just get the lines down, you whiskey tam. I'll have the gaffers hold the cue cards at knee level so you can drag your beached body to the set. How dare! Easy, Brendan. I'll have you milked later. Places, please. On air in 30 seconds. Bless us and save us. Claude, I have less faith in you than a fishnet prophylactic. Relax, Maureen. I have enough faith for a plummeting plane full of atheists. Goodbye, cruel A.R.T. And five, four, three, two... Another wicked morning on home farm. And another sugar in the bag. Caught you white-grain-handed once again, Kirana Dowd. For too long, your crimes have left a bitter taste in our hearts. And in our tea, take this. It's like Tennessee Williams. If Tennessee Williams was a rhino standing on a typewriter. Just watch. That rhino is about to squat down and lay a golden egg. (laughs) Hang on an old minute, Miley. Do you hear what I hear? Not a chance, Kiran. You schlick, Michael. You won't catch me like that again. What the H-E double huggy sticks was that? Kiran! Kiran, Boy, the perfectly immaculate virtue of Holy Mary, Mother of God, never committed a sin in her life, least of all fornicated. That clean-living woman, her nethers untouched till the day she died. Her womb unsullied by the encumbrance of an earthly... Question, Claude. Where exactly did you get a perfectly realistic robot banshee? And why not just use an actress in a big scarf? And why on earth a banshee and transubstantiation? I've never understood that. Now, Maureen, some questions a mere man can never answer, but transubstantiation's easily explained. All bread is Christ's flesh, except pumpernickel. That stuff's evil. Was it you built that monstrosity? Called in a favor from my old pal in the States. Ray Harryhausen. Ed Gein. I'm terrible sorry, Mother Mary. I'm not your mother. I am the Banshee, evil Aubrey's. And for your crimes, you will be struck down by my fairy washboard. Gazooga! Gazooga. It's the sound I heard in my head every time I pulled the trigger in Korea. Ha! Missed me. Oh, Lord. I've been struck by some sort of magical gazooga.
Kieran, Kieran O'Dowd. I know my own surname. Our families have been foes since God was a boy. But you and I need to put aside our differences, or I'm done for. Find me a fairy before... before it's too late. That's my cue. Will Miley be condemned by the Banshee's curse? Will Kiron find a fairy in time? Find out after a message from our sponsor, O'Fogarty's Flavorless Flower. O'Fogarty's Flavorless Flower. O'Fogarty's Flavorless Flower. O'Fogarty's Flavorless Flower. It makes good bread, but not good cake. Use different flour for your cake. All right, everyone, back in five. What are you after doing, you American hot dog? Kieran, I'm a Behan Borsal trade actor, and I've been up all night drinking ayahuasca with a man named Shaft Tantacorn, but this stuff is fierce trippy altogether. Ladies and gentlemen, we're the third-class passengers on the Titanic, and Claude here is our iceberg. Mr. Chabert, a phone call for you. It's the man upstairs. God. Who mightier still? Carvel Kidler. We've less chance than a gravy-smeared stick during the famine. What are the gobshite in the rafters want, Father? Mind your tongue, you bearded altar boy. Forty and a half Hail Marys. Thank you. Thank you, Comptroller Kidler. No, I'm the one who should be kissing you. Uh, perhaps another time. No, 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 I'm busy then. It was an empty threat. <laughs> These lips haven't been the same since Korea. All those G-men. Of course, they were G-boys before they met me. Comfort work, they called it. I didn't find it comfortable, I can tell you. Desk job, they told me. No one ever mentioned I'd be under it. God damn war! Okay, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let them know. Well, do we at least get to finish out today's show? Or are we going to have to cut to that documentary about Our Lady of Tory Island again? Corabungus on sash, please, people. Ladies and gentlemen, I have good news and bad news. It's the good news that you're being sent to a glue factory. Like an old nag who wouldn't keep quiet about a barn romance. Maybe he saw something. They don't have a very good field of view from behind. Couldn't take the chance. Had to shoot him in the head. Brendan, you own a stables, don't you? Careful. The glue factory accepts mares, too. Now, the bad news is that I'm still your commander-in-chief. Don't tell me Carvel Kittler actually enjoyed that madness you're after putting on screen. I don't think he cared one way or the other, Maureen. We could have had two minutes of kittens being introduced to puppies, followed by a man taking a product out of a box, followed by an 11-year-old girl giving a tutorial on how to apply makeup, and he'd have been just as happy not to watch it. Are you mad, man? Well, Ireland seems to have enjoyed it. Kittler tells me there are over 600,000 people waiting for us to come back from the break. But there are only 60,000 tellies in the country. It's 10 to a set. Right, I'm talking to an empty stage here. And we're back in 5, 4, 3, 2... Dear, lay me down like two delicate sacks of... O'Fogarty's flavourless flour. Uh, you need to lay off those bacon and Guinness breakfast to Kieran. What now? We need to summon Unselkyaks. How do you know that? I read it on the back of a pack of woodpines. Nine out of ten doctors recommend her smooth caramel flavour. But how can we bring her to the surface? Will I tempt her with a flash of my bare rump? Keep your cacks on. According to legend... It takes seven tears to call them from the Rossley domain. Say no more. Ah! What are you doing? Man up, Miley. It's only an oriental born. Ah! Oh! 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 Jesus! And so, with a passionate kiss, barely allowable on television, I heal your magic wound. But the price is high, Miley O'Common. Now, half man, half mackerel, you must join me in my watery home. Goodbye, Kieran. Thank you for saving my life and making peace between the clans. Look after my raid for me as I swim to my new watery life as some sort of horrible half-fish, half-man. Tell the boss I won't be on on Monday, unless he's having kippers. Look after my raid. Oh, I'll look after her, all right. <laughs> With me. 
Letter to the Editor, Irish Times, 5th of October 1968. Akara, I hope you will join me in the Christly condemnation of the lurid pagan sex ritual that has made every telly in the land a portal into Abaddon's curried behind. I refer, of course, to ART Kitchen Sink Drama Home Farm. I have not seen the show, as I do not own the television, but the Lord came to me in a dream and told me to write this letter. He was wearing a Tom Bowler hat and he looked like Cardinal Rizalou. Slán agus banaclet conas a tartu biaclas ladia. In half an hour, we'll be bringing you Why Isn't He King Yet? The first in a new 1,200-part series celebrating the eighth birthday of our magnificent kinglet, Prince Charles of Wales. And now, all the way from the short-lived experimental independent Fenian Republic, exciting new television drama, In Home Farm. It's six o'clock, and those were the chimes of St. Patrick's Cathedral Cavern. Remember... Jesus is watching and waiting, always hidden, his eyes glowing in the dark, his hands clenching and unclenching in unending love. Amen. This is ART News. Shocking scenes today as a crowd of 200 mini-skirted lady rabble shoved their hairy gums past heavy Montrose security in a screeching effort to catch a glimpse of Ireland's latest media sensation, the cast of Home Farm. <coughs> Thank goodness. I didn't think we'd make it past those animals. That's the last time I used the front door. Some owl one got her fingers right on my jewellery. Do you think Brendan and Sheila are all right? I saw Dad go down to the scrum. With any luck, he's done for. Alan, you're awful. Here they are, all my children. Look at you, pressing the flesh. <laughs> it warms my heart. <laughs> They've torn the trousers off me. The savages. Somebody, somebody, for the love of God, find a spare toupee for Brendan. Never mind a toupee. I demand a set of breeches. I can build a wind in my willows. I'm like a man atop two rapidly cooling Christmas hams. Auntie Brandon, they need you in hair and makeup. Don't think I don't know what you're saying. May we? Nada duvada in the larda ducky. Shabir, you've made a fool out of me. Dear please. Stop flapping your hands about. Twas nature made the fool out of you, and you're only compounding the sin. Cut the cackle. Maureen Palone, where are my pages for the cute card? Here. Careful you don't win any awards on the way to the set, just carrying them. <laughs> Try not to sound so glum, sugar buns. Just think how many common mud men get to enjoy your words. Claude Chabert, I want you to know I've scripted my last piece of populist drivel. I didn't get into this to be a warm glass of milk for a baby-brained public. I wanted to wake people up. Maureen, I don't just hear you, I feel you. Like a big friendly ear. Well, allow me to shout into it. I quit. Before you do, read this. It's straight from my heart, and I mean every word. A letter? Claude, I had no idea that you felt that way. Wait, this is just a check. Just a check? You sound like a communist. I haven't seen that many zeros since I auditioned for Navin Community Theatre. What about the rest of us? Um, there's a slight delay with the actors' checks. You'd best not stiff us, Chabert. I swore I'd never get stiffed again after my first stage production. It, it was the Christian Brothers version of Oliver. The bank have had to print a run of abnormally long checkbooks to fit all the zeros. <laughs> In Ireland, apparently three zeros is usually enough. I'd have thought three million would be more appropriate. A yacht? I'll buy myself a yacht. You're thinking small, Dad. Everything has a price. Like, say, Hoth. I'm going to buy it off that Shea Burnfeck. Turn it into a bordello. We're going to have a flag and citizenship. Free ponies for everyone. Alan, you're on drugs again, aren't you? Yeah. I stole a yard of blotter acid off of Joe Dolan's tour bus. And um, Mr. Chabert, sorry to be a bother. The big man upstairs requires your presence. Big man, at your service. And no one but you calls you big man, Brenton. How dare you? I've been big man since fifth class. Brendan, I taught you in fifth class. Back then you were willing, O'Reardon. Oh, 
It seems congratulations are in order. I'll take a slice of humble pie with a side of your welcome cream. My cream is always welcome, which is exactly the problem. You're kiddlering. It's kiddler. Cavill kiddler, as you well know, you corn-headed buffaloon. Chabbers, when your show was just eating out time, it was vital that it be about nothing. But now you've got to made it popular. They're showing that damn thing in John Bull's parlor. John Bull, does he work in accounting? I'll never be called to account. But you will, Chabbert. We need brave men like you to risk their lives denouncing the theft of the North. <laughs> you, you've got the wrong guy. I, I make light entertainment, cheap distractions. This should help make things clearer. Sinead, Shannon, Father Terry, O'Mahony. What is this, Kidler? Another list of reds? Worse. This is a list of blues, Mr. Chabbert. British educated or British sympathizing. One or two are even... Card-carrying unionists? Of British blood. And you want me to keep an eye on them? No, Chabbers. I want you to have them killed. Metaphorically. And by metaphorically, I mean sack them to death. But this is half the cast and crew. New, more politically sympathetic actors have been selected. And if I refuse? Then I kick you so hard you'll be kissing Neil Armstrong's arse. On the moon. In space. That's how hard I'll kick you. Out of this world. I get the idea. Hold on, I wrote the rest of this down. Mr. Chabert, do you have a moment? For dinner tonight? It's about time we celebrated the show's success. Father Terry showed me a great little Indian place. It's got hot jazz, cool poetry, and medium-spiced Indian food. Don't worry, it's cooked by white men. Claude, I'm not looking for a mouthful of hot sauce. I've come to hand in my resignation. Did you misread your check? Maybe it was upside down. All those zeros come after the one, you know. Everybody seems very excited you've made such a big deal of the show, Claude. I suppose I haven't done too badly for a Madison Avenue hack. But I, for one, didn't come to A.R.T. to rip off the children of Lear. That's the height of Gaelic mythology, you're bad-mouthing Maureen. There's no greater story about children being turned into swans anywhere in the world. Claude, this country still has actual children starving in actual tenements. Did you know that? Yeah, I can see them from my penthouse. They're not so different to swans, you know. Sometimes I throw them bread. Half the books coming in are seized at the border. You have to buy your second-hand Johnnies in a pram on Moore Street. Half the young folks are emigrating. The people have the knee of the church on their neck and the fist of the state punching them in the back of the head. I saw that routine in Mexico. Woo! Best honeymoon of my life. I'm not going to spend another minute writing laughing leprechauns and magical warriors. This is worse than the bloody sugar thieving. So what are you going to do, Maureen? Social work? You're going to suckle every orphan and marry every widow? What are you hoping for? Housing for the poor? Free education for the soot-eyed children? This is Ireland, not Tiernanog. I'm going to find a job where I can produce something of worth. Like documentaries that appeal to a guilt-ridden middle class, but also provide a warm sense of comfort without actually changing anything. Oh, God, my life. I'm happy for you. Well, if that's how you're going to play it. I didn't expect you to miss me, but you could at least pretend to care. They're making me fire you anyway, Maureen. They're making me fire everybody. What? Who? Lies. Most of the cast and all of the writers. This comes all the way from the man upstairs. Seems as though you'll get your wish. We're making topical TV after all. They've given me a list of topics to cover in next week's script. Take a look. Give me that. A wicked English lord tries to buy home farm. Miley has a miraculous vision of Our Lady. Enda is revealed to be a Chinese commie selling arms to loyalists. That last one doesn't even make sense. So you see, you're getting out at the right time. No one's going to watch this stuff. It won't even have the virtue of being entertaining. But we can't let this happen, Claude. The show goes out on the BBC now. The Brits will flip their powdered wigs. Speaking of which, I hear Carnaby Street's marvellous. Maybe you can send me back a cravat from Savile Row. Oh, yeah. They're definitely going to want me after you've turned my show into a sharpened stick for poking the Queen's bottom. Pour me a whiskey. This is going to be a long night. Well, this isn't what I expected. Lock the door. I'll unlock my service pistol. Keep your trousers on, Claude. No, I, I, I meant it literally. I was going to shoot us both. Not just yet. Well, the gun's ready, just in case. I've kept a piece just out of sight ever since Korea. Good to know. I've only had to use it 20 times in the last 10 years. Damn war. Where's my script, Chabbert? I told you I wanted it a week in advance. 
I need to comb it for sins like a balding man's head. Carvel, I'd swear I'd have it in your squid-like hands the instance it got off the presses, but we were working right up to the line on today's show. We've penned a roll especially for you, Comptroller Kittler. Chabbers, I told you I wanted that creature gone. Wait, what? A roll from me? Well, I suppose I did do dinner theater in Navin as a youth. Have you dealt with northern matters as instructed? Absolutely, Comptroller Carvel. You'll see. Today's script is very political. Don't worry about your lines. It's all on the cue cards. Slump your mirror down, everyone. Action in five, four, three, two. Tell me, young Brez, how does it feel to be out getting some country air? It's... It's wonderful, Uncle Miley. I am so glad to have discovered I am related to good, honest country people. And I'm glad to have the opportunity to teach you the ways of the farm, young fella. You're like the son I'll never have. And you're just like the father I actually did have. But a different one, Uncle Miley. Now, let me demonstrate this fantastic modern device here. It's called a bandsaw. Perfectly safe. Just place a block... On here, like so. Engage to safety. And... Ah! Uncle Miley. No. Me hand. Me lovely hand. <laughs> he wandered right into my trap. The old common farm is mine. All mine. Is that enough buttermilk, Lord Press? It is not. Pour it on. I like my porridge like I like my women. Lumpy, pale and cool to the touch. Now where was I? Ah, yes. Trim my toenails, Maraid. That's it. Ah, this is the life. Oh, Miley, oh, come on. How can you stand this humiliation? We have to do something. What can we do, Maraid? He has the law on his side. Who is it at this hour? Answer it, you clip-handed milk hag. I am Lug, a wandering traveller seeking only a place of rest. What will you do to pay your way, young girl? I can think of a price. I am but a humble lady, but I know a few useful tricks. I'm a baker, a raker, a candlestick maker, a singer-songwriter and a chess player. I'm a tanner, a canner, a herder, a sailor. I've met not my match at the bar or chess table. I'm quick with a knife, I've been known to midwife, and in a pinch I'll do as a tailor. That don't impress me much. If you'll be kind enough to let me and my horse (laughs) and my hand bed the night, good sir, we'll gladly demonstrate our skills in the morning. Maraid, see to it that a place is found for lug in the driest part of the conveniences. Miley, go now to the septic tank and watch our visitor closely. Let me know when she sleeps so that I may have streaky horse for breakfast. This is where he makes you live. But, Maraid, it's awful. You're not a ringworm. It wasn't always thus. Once it was our farm, but Miley lost his paw and signed it over to his evil nephew with his sinister mandible. Ah, Lug. So glad I found you awake. You need to escape right this minute. I couldn't possibly leave you in the grip of this colonial monster, Miley. And we must respect tradition. Oh, Lug, if only you'd come by a week ago... I'd have given you my farm, instead of that blackguard Lord Brez. After all, women should be able to inherit in this day and age. Did you know he plans to eat your horse? I guessed as much from the pile of discarded horse bones at his elbow. But worry not, I have a cunning plan. Are you with me? You have my remaining hand. And my flirtatiousness? Then, like every union in Ireland, tomorrow we strike. Ah, a brand new day and a delicious breakfast of horse to look forward to. Oh, come on, you dog. Where's my grub? Here you are, Lord Brez. A delicious plate of roast horse. And a girdle? We have her grilling for dessert, Lord Brez, as instructed. Excellent. Now to gobble this couple. Not so fast. Wait, this is no equine brunch. It's Lug in a horse day costume. I believe I mentioned I'm quite the tailor. I won't stand for this. No, you'll sit and listen to a satirical limerick. Not a satirical limerick. I'll be humiliated. There once was a knight called Carvel, whose shows did incredibly well. 
till he corrupted the show so he had to go, and the cast sent his lordship to hell. Damn you, Chabot! Catching me in the ancient Breton law of Limerick. I have been vanquished by a rhyme like the time Yates pawned Joyce so hard he got a nosebleed and had to retire to Trieste. We're still live on air, Lord Brez. I'll get you for this, Masterson. Gah, satire so cutting I'm done for. That's it. You can have the farm back, Miley. Just put the contract in front of me. Now, Marait, flirt with him mercilessly. Woohoo! I'll sign. I'll sign. We're geniuses, Claude. In one short soap opera script, we managed to retell a classic Irish myth and simultaneously expose the hidden agenda of AORT's upper management. I'm a genius. You're a woman and don't forget it. Banana lips. Chabber, so this is where you've been hiding. Fire both your barrels, Kidler. Half the nation watched today's broadcast. They've seen the truth about you in black and white. Relax, Chabber. I just got a call down from the minister. He's quite a fan. In fact, he's so fond of my part in your hijinks, I've received a promotion. Kiss the ring of your new DG. I'm sure you'll still find a way to spank our bottoms. Why, of course not, Claude. You're to be commended, bringing such sharp satire to our screens. You're not mad? Oh, I'm mad, all right. I'm as mad as Pope Joan's ex-husband, but I consider myself a proud father to home farm. Now allow me to introduce your new mother. My replacement is Comptroller, the Gaelic League's own Bridget Minerva. Do you quit, Claude? Can I sit this is terrific work you're doing all together, reviving our nation's myths and legends. I've never seen such an audacious retelling of comic Well, it's not all me, you know. There's also our writers and, of course... I'm privileged to have the task of translating each new episode into the language of the gods. It'd be a tragedy if such pioneering work remained forever, Osborla. I'm sorry, do you do you have a hairball? Isn't it obvious, Chabbers? A show as important as this one can't be left imprisoned in the invader's tongue. It must be freed to be all that it can be. Osquilga. We'll need each script six weeks in advance, of course, so that the translation may be as accurate as possible. Gaelic, greased and sanded, oiled and lubricated, might yet slay down the unwilling gullets of the nation. I look forward to finally enjoying the programme with my wife, whom I forbid from hearing the Queen's English, let alone speaking it, and from leaving the house or expelling sweat. Speaking of which... Tabiola Gnesagagat Bridget. Ah, nein, Kiroig, Kiroig Ella, Carvel. <laughs> is it bad? It's bad, isn't it? Oh God, I need to sit down. They're going to put the show out in Irish. In Irish? But less than three percent of the country speak it. They'll drop us from the UK schedules. Never mind America. They're killing Home Farm with kindness. So all this writing day and night, making a sap of myself on stage in front of half of Ireland. It was all for nothing. Oh, I wouldn't say that. You got your wish, Maureen. You made some topical television. And yet here we are. No better off than when we started. I suppose you'll be away after the BBC now, Maureen. I hear they've offered you a documentary series on grim urban lives. Not a chance. I'm sticking around. I think I'll move into news and current affairs. Someone has to keep fighting the good fight. What about you, Claude? Are you kidding? I just had a hit show. The networks have to take me back now. What about me? I don't even speak Gaelic. How am I supposed to keep acting? Acting? Is that what that was? Well, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to invest all my savings in the next leap forward in technology. The atomic family car. Nuclear cars. What's next? A computer smaller than the moon? Now I've got celebrating to do. Where do I go to get a drink and a paternity suit around here? Lana, is that your name? Why are you hiding behind the set? Step into my boudoir. Where's a casting couch when you need one? What about you, Father Terry? Oh, I'm a reporter just like you, Maureen. Except I report directly to baby Jesus. Perhaps I'll get to show myself. I could be an agony aunt. Except instead of advice, I could dispense hail mayores. Father Terry, this is 1969. The times they are a-changing. All around the watchtower, like a rolling stone, Mrs. Robinson.
My parents, Laura and Claude Chabert, were married in a shotgun ceremony in the summer of 1970. Claude never did get another job in American television, though he kept sending scripts to the network well into his 80s. And one of those scripts went on to become Dallas, which was of course originally titled Moth. Maureen Masterson became a prominent writer and helped establish the Kilkenny Centre for Performing Girls. Her plays and novels are renowned by women worldwide. She remains unmarried. Father Terry O'Mahony left the clergy, but stayed at the station, eventually rising to Director General, a role he holds to this day. Terry finally married his partner of 43 years, Fiacra O'Brien, in 2015. Brandon O'Reardon retired from television, but still retained his fascination with the medium, establishing a second career as a used TV salesman. As for me, it's time I got back to work. We're about to shoot our 10,000th episode of Home Farm. Osquelga! Slonga Fall.